Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Uh, we are keeping our end. The House has begun voting on the uh, short term bill to fund the government through December 3rd uh, so that we can have this battle right before the, uh, the holidays. And uh, just early, they just barely opened it up. Uh, if you're scoring at home, it's 14 to 2 at the moment to pass. Uh, we expect that to pass uh, without any problem. Uh, then, of course, we'll continue to turn our attention towards. Uh, the infrastructure bill, the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill, and uh, that uh, is far less certain today. And so we're going to continue to keep our eyes on all of that coming out of our nation's capital. The president's fully engaged. His schedule's been cleared for the afternoon, and uh, he is uh, twisting a few arms and uh, getting some perspective from uh, members of both the House and the Senate uh, while today the focus really is on the uh, the House, uh, we'll continue to watch that. And again, uh, the Senate passed their version of extending the funding of government to December 3rd. The House has just begun. Uh, we got about 21 votes in, and uh, we'll continue to keep our eye on that. Uh, but after more than a year of being apart, this might be even better than getting the band back together. The Tabernacle Choir is back together again in person for General Conference. Uh, our own Doug Wright, KSL News Radio legend, uh, who's putting together a special on the Tabernacle Choir uh, for this special general conference weekend here on KSL News Radio. He joins us now to talk about uh, what it was like when these choir members began to rehearse together again for the first time. Doug, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's a real pleasure, Boyd. And everybody I talked to in preparation for the uh, conference special that we're going to have on Saturday, there was just real joy. I mean, you could just sense it. In every conversation, all the way from the president, of course, of the uh, of the choir, to the conductor of the choir, to a rank-and-file choir member, to one of the counselors, and then, of course, you know, the, the person that scours the earth for great talent to bring Bernacle Choir, Ron Gunnell. It, it was a joy to talk with them all, and you could feel the excitement. Uh, that's uh, that's great. In fact, I'm going to play uh, a little bit. Uh, you talked to Mike Levitt, uh, who was uh, newly uh, minted as the uh, president of the Tabernacle Choir, uh, about his feelings about getting back together. It's fun and I might say uh, humbling and exciting to see the members of the choir come back together and to both renew their friendships, but also to raise their voices. And it didn't take long. 
That line that we just heard, you know, raising voices, we ended up using uh, one of Mike Levitt's comments as the title for the program. And that has been such a, a void. While we're so blessed to have the recordings and to have all kinds of video and different things that could be put together for the uh, broadcasts and also for past general conferences, uh, there, there's something about live performance. We talked a lot about that. Whether you're up in the loft with the choir, whether you're working behind the scenes, whether you're like Mac Wilberg and you're standing there with the baton in hand, or those of us who are just kicking back and listening to that great choir, there's just something magic about knowing it happening then right now and it's live yeah there's there's such power in that performance and that moment uh as you said that moment of being back together uh the special that you've put together for conference weekend we'll dive into that i want to play a little bit from mac wilberg who described what it was like to get the band back together it's like an old friend you may not have seen a, a friend for many many months but as soon as you meet them you're just back right where you left off and i felt the very same way in these rehearsals. <laughs> he is amazing, Boyd. And that's exactly how I felt, felt talking to Mac. Uh, I have known him since his days at BYU when he was conducting the men's choir down there. Mac is just known for his his humility. He's known for his oh, enormous musical talents. His ability of arranging music is just legendary and Matt and I started talking. It was just like we had talked three weeks ago or a day ago. Uh, I I so love that. And I one of the great things I've ever witnessed was at a rehearsal of the Tabernacle Choir uh, back before the pandemic, and they'd already dismissed the orchestra, and so Mac was there leading this incredible choir. He just had a piano in front of him, and <laughs> he he's playing the piano along with them. And then at one point he was playing the piano with his left hand and conducting the choir with his right. And then all of a sudden he switched and he suddenly was playing the piano with his right hand and conducting with his left. I'm like, that is, that is uh, superhuman. <laughs> Isn't that otherworldly? True, gifted, great musical geniuses, uh, gifted at their instrument, gifted at their craft. It, it is almost beyond comprehension for those of us that took the piano lessons and struggled with each and every chord we struggled with each and every scale and trying to hit the notes without you know taking time to think about it when when i watch a true musician perform it it is it, it is such a thing of beauty not just what we're hearing but what you see as well mm. Uh, that's such an important part of that. And uh, I'm one of those who's the designated listener and crier uh, when it comes to great music <laughs> like that. Uh, and I am looking forward to that. Uh, and again, your special is going to air on Saturday right after the morning session of General Conference at noon here on KSL News Radio. Uh, Doug, give us just one more little bit of insight of uh, what you gleaned out of these conversations of the choir coming back together. Uh, what should we be looking for? What should we be watching for over the weekend? Well, I think just watching for the greatness of this world-renowned choir, when you think about it, and it was discussed uh, during the, the conference special, you'll hear conversation, but when you think of the world's greatest choirs, for most people, only two choirs really come to mind. One is the Vienna Boys Choir, the, which I've, I've actually seen the Vienna Boys Choir, and ironically, of all things, guess where? Singers, the Utah, in an amazing hall down there. Wow. 
the choir that will immediately pop to most people's minds, it's the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square. And the magnificence of the choir is so legendary. So for me, I'm just going to be watching. Now, as you know, half the choir will on, on in one session. On Sunday, the other half of the choir will be performing. So we will not have, uh, and again, I'm still trying to visualize it, we won't have a full loft that we are used to. And I would assume that uh, that is for you know the overall protection of the choir and those uh, are singing together. One one really interesting question, and I had never even thought of this, although I've heard of it when we're talking about sports gatherings and things like that and concerns about COVID. I asked Mac, I said, you know, what, what kind of things are we going to experience? And he said, I'm really trying to select music where there won't be uh, loudness, <laughs> great exuberance, and so on, because we don't want those huge breaths of air going out, mm. particles, and so on. And I've heard that when it comes to sporting events, you know, a lot of shouting and everything else, yeah. you know, that we all do. We turn and we shout and we, <laughs> and I thought, how interesting. I'll bet you that's the only time in Max's long and storied career of conducting various choirs where he's had to be concerned about the exuberance and the expelling of breath and so on. What the COVID world is is a unique place in which to operate, and for a choir conductor, it's obviously very unique. Uh, incredibly unique, and we'll look forward to that special on the return of the Tabernacle Choir and Orchestra at Temple Square. Again, you can hear that on KSL News Radio after the morning session of General Conference on Saturday. So Saturday at noon, uh, tune in. You can get the uh, full experience of what uh, the great Doug Wright has uh, put together in a special. Uh, around a choir that really is uh, getting the band back together and uh, will be like uh, getting uh, back together with an old friend. Doug, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Thank you so much. And by the way, kudos to uh, Frank uh, Mueller, who has uh, helped us put this together. He worked really, really hard on this behind the scenes as well. Uh, Great. We'll look forward to hearing that on uh, Saturday morning at uh, right at noon here on KSL News Radio. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, Sarah Jane Weaver from the Church News is going to join us talking about what it actually takes to put a general conference together. The answers will astound you. It is a lot of work. It is a big lift. Find out what that's all about coming up next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.